future, talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life from Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com. She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Hi, welcome to Live, Love, Thrive Women's Empowerment Hour, brought to you by 360karma.com. We have three incredible guests today. My first two are John Erickson, who is the uh, president of Hollywood Now, National Association of Women. Yes, it's a man. We love that. And uh, Vice President of uh, Hollywood now as well, Karen Ayers. And then later in the show, you are not going to want to miss uh, our motivational speaker, author, uh, business and life coach, Andrea Quinn. She's known in Hollywood as the secret weapon, has helped many executives uh, make their dreams a reality, and she is just an incredible human being. You're not going to want to miss that, so stay tuned for Andrea. But first up, please give a warm welcome to John and Karen. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you? Great. Great. Good. Great. I've, I've loved... Uh, getting to know about you too and I have to laugh because uh, it looks like I'm interviewing two people but you're actually like each five people you do so many things uh, <laughs> I was like oh my god I'm exhausted <laughs> listening to the list I mean you no know, really when I listened to look at both your bios and all the things that you're doing it's like could one person be doing all this? And you're both the same. No wonder you're friends. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I mean, right? you got to take over the world somehow, right? Right, right. right. So, John, you actually were born in Wisconsin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Ripon, Wisconsin, birthplace of the Republican Party. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, so... Um, but you were saying that's when the Republican Party was It was the like, Abe Lincoln Republican Party. So yeah, it's the, like you that, know, not what we who, have uh, now. <laughs> like... Uh, were ones to end slavery yeah, and things like that. Ones to end slavery, so it's like a yeah, very then. much what you look at, like how the Democratic Party is now. Isn't so that so odd how it kind of switched over the decades? It's, yeah, it's weird, you right? You know, it's, it's a struggle that yeah. I think we face, like, every day uh, oh, we're looking think? at partisan politics <laughs> yeah. and you know it's a very small town but it was such a great place to grow up I it sounds loved, like it I had yeah. such a great childhood yeah and you said it was real like Mayberry yeah I yeah, mean it was 7,000 people yeah. you know I lived right by the sign my whole life yeah. and you know I grew up with the same best friends, all of whom I'm friends with now, and oh, we still talk, great? and I go home, and I see the same people, yeah. and it's just like, it's like I never left, but I did. Right, um, right. But yeah. I, I feel that way with my friends that I've known 20 or 30 years on the East Coast, that I've known since, you know, yeah. grade school or college yeah. or whatever, and uh, there's 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 nothing like those friendships, and it really is true. You cannot see somebody for years, and then you see them, and it's like it was yesterday, because you have so many memories to share and enjoy and it's like true yeah. love you know i always say like we are granted so many loves in this in this world right and yeah. i try to you know have as many as possible and those are really my friends and my yeah. partner and everything like that's really what makes life special yeah i could see that in you oh thank you're, you <laughs> yeah you're a very no you're a very loving warm person and mm -hmm. and i think it's fascinating and i'm sure the viewers do too that mm -hmm. you are the president of 
Hollywood um, now. I always want to call it Hollywood Wow. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I why. It is actually a Hollywood it, Wow it, organization. It is a Wow, yeah. yeah. But Hollywood Now, National Association national of organization. Women. Oh, National Organization, organization of women. women. For Women. For women. Yes. And it's been around a long time, right? Yes. And um, Karen, you're the vice president I am. of that. So this is the first thing that they do. We'll get to the other five things they all do. <laughs> yeah. But this, this we wanted to put a focus on today since everything, you know, in the world is revolved around women and women's empowerment and this mm -hmm. women's movement. And mm -hmm. in fact, John, I know you were instrumental in helping to plan the... Um, Women's March of 750,000 mm. people here in Los Angeles, yes. which we thought was going to be like 50,000, right? And yeah, I'll who knew? I'll not, I mean, I think some of the main organizers knew a lot of people were going to come out that day because yeah. the day before it was rainy and it was just gloomy and we were all bet there at Pershing Square organizing everything. And, yeah. and then the next day the sun came out and the people came and they just kept coming and it was a force that really took over the world and yeah. this really kicked us off when we needed it the most, right? right? Like mm -hmm. you have this darkness <laughs> the I day know. before and stuff is really changing and then to come together in that way all over the world right. was so powerful and Right. Dina and Emmy, the two cool organizers. Who are I had just, on my show, by the way. Yes, Dina are, was on the show they're like absolutely a fabulous. couple weeks before yes. it. And I think that's when they were projecting, you know, oh, I think we're going to have 50,000 people. And yeah. then all of a sudden that, yeah. you know, they're ballooned. They're forces of, and inspirations. Oh, yeah. And they're, Dina Katz, I just, I just get, It's a joy to work with them in this way. Yeah. yeah. And we're all volunteers. So. I was going to say, and she's another one. Here she is producing all these TV shows. Mm -hmm. And I was like, where do you find the time to volunteer to create a march you know yeah. but you know what we do it together that, that and that's the thing if you you know so many people say i'm too busy to volunteer and look at you guys mm -hmm. i mean you have full-time jobs you volunteer in so many different capacities um but you find you know the answer to why someone does that is there's so much joy and gratification in volunteering isn't it mm -hmm. oh yeah definitely yeah karen yeah. is on <laughs> i think i do a lot but karen does yeah. She's like, I'll sign up for that. I mean, I remember, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but she said we were emailing each other earlier this week. She goes, I know if I shouldn't probably do another thing, but I said, well, we should start another club that we can yeah. join that's called the people that do too much at the same time. And that's we'll be true. the, we'll, right. we'll the co-leads. Right. And, and, and let's mention too, Karen, that you're also the president of the Women's Advisory Board for the, the city of West Hollywood, yeah. the chairman. Yeah. And um, you guys uh, got behind our Live, Love, Thrive conference. Yeah, so, so I love to do that. you guys, and I appreciate you. You were uh, really helpful at our conference, and uh, you guys got behind us or wouldn't have been, so really appreciate that. It's a fabulous, fabulous um, conference. And yeah. and Thank I you. love the She Tank, which was the Friday night before the conference. Yep. Um, that was just so amazing to I watch. I want to take that around the country. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. so much, it's so much more interesting than the concept that it's based on the Shark Tank with the, you know, yeah. mostly male investors and mostly male um, you know, uh, yeah, the whole investment yes. community yeah. is very male oriented. Yes. Yeah, only White five male, to fifteen yeah. percent of uh, traditional funding goes to women businesses, yeah. which is why we started She Tank, which is uh, a panel of mm -hmm. successful investor women listening right. to the pitches and of seeing what they, female entrepreneurs. Yeah, and seeing mm -hmm. where they came from and the yes. different ideas coming from the female entrepreneurs. Are fabulous, Just the right? energy involved. It was just so inspiring. Yeah. It was very inspiring. It's like why we need more women female, female uh, filmmakers or TV show producers. Right. I mean, 
the Women's Advisory Board also sponsors Women in Film Los Angeles, mm-hmm. a speaker series that's monthly. And and a mini, when I used to work at the City of West Hollywood, yeah. um, many of those programs, you just see women come together in this space and they pitch their film or TV ideas to, you know, Disney or all these other major producers. Right. It's 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 why the content is different and there's a reason why it's different and it's powerful Mm -hmm. and it's so so critical i want to talk about uh everything you all are doing and your backgrounds i wanted to start with you john since we already started talking about Uh. you grew up in this little mayberry town Mm -hmm. and then you end up here in la Mm -hmm. and i was wondering was was it hard to grow up in a little town and then be in this big city and then also talk about you know what it was like growing up there knowing you were gay and I know you didn't come out till later Mm because it wasn't exactly like that was an easy thing to do in a little town of Mayberry so what what was that journey like from little town to big city you know I always say I was really raised right right you know I had a grandmother who I every day when I think I can't do something I go what would she tell me right yeah yeah. I had an amazing mother and I have sisters that are just absolutely incredible although I was a evil little brother when I you know I was that little brother that they all were annoyed with um, but you know I just looked to them that that was kind of always the way that it was supposed to go like this right. matriarchal empowering system of you know women in my family my aunt in Las yeah. Vegas is the same way um, so it's no wonder you're a male feminist well I, yeah and that's women. why I say yeah. I was raised right you know it was of oh, seeing women in positions of power seeing women like taking the lead on things was just always natural to me right. and that's always how I really thought it always should be and yes I was aware of certain things at, at an early age but you know being gay and growing up that way and then coming out when I was in a sophomore or freshman in college I can't remember um, you know, I, I, it just felt natural and okay because, and yes, I was scared, but, you know, my sisters are, they were so funny. My sister, they're school counselors and a school psychologist in, in Burlington, Wisconsin. And um, so a little, uh, not a sm- I mean, it's a small town, but, um, and my sister Melinda did this whole presentation about why it's okay to be gay. And she was like, and I hadn't come out to her yet, and she was showing it to me, right? And right. so it's like, that was the Was force. it because she knew? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, come on. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Hello. but that was the type of person that when I did come out fully, um, I felt so comfortable because I had such strong supporters. And, you know, I came out to my mom and my dad. And, like, you know, I think because it was, oh, God, I don't even know how many years ago now. Yeah. But it was a while. So it was still new, you know, in the cultural zeitgeist of what this actually meant. Right. But so they, they didn't accept it at first. At first. Yeah, and but then, that's you know, it was kind of, you know, yeah. my mom, you know, being a typical mom, she was always, you know, I just don't want anything to happen to you. Right. It's more protective. Yeah. yeah. And the love was always there and then you know it came about really quickly and you know it's it's just been really positive and yeah. and I'm one of those people that I see a challenge and that's yeah. what was a challenge and you just keep pushing forward and yes. you keep doing the good work and you think, keep fighting uh, the good fight. When, we're, uh, when we do have those stories, even when we have loving families, uh, mm-hmm. me too, for five minutes it wasn't fun and then, yeah. you know, of course they yeah. love you and they get through it, um, is that uh, it does make you resilient. Mm-hmm. And I think it is why we're, why we're mm-hmm. resilient. Mm-hmm. And then I know, Karen, that you have uh, shared with me, you know, uh, growing up with your own things that you're resilient with, which was uh, growing up in a family where, you know, your parents and there was some alcohol abuse and things like that. Yeah. That's always a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, w- one thing about that that I find uh, fascinating is that, that that is not in your life. And uh, I think it's so important to break the cycle. Mm-hmm. So when you, you know, and I want listeners who are hearing that, you know, come from that type of uh, uh 
family household where the parents are alcoholics yeah. and it's not fun and, mm -hmm. and it's not it's dysfunctional that you don't have to replicate that mm -hmm. and I think people either replicate it or they say I'm going to be the opposite right right, right. yes and and break the cycle and then pass that on to my children and the next generation mm -hmm. and we can be um, you know, we can be pillars of change in that way, mm -hmm. right? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, it, it's interesting coming from a family where both parents had addiction issues, and my mom was an alcoholic. My father was had a gambling addiction, oh, gambling. which is an addiction in every sense of the word. Right. With oh, the yes. behaviors and secrecy and yeah, destructive, same. you know, just everything. Yeah. And um, and to make matters worse, he was very a very domineering, patriarchal, mm -hmm. you know father of the household and you said you felt like your mom was like a servant more than a partner yes I think exactly. in, in, in the 50s 60s there was a lot of that I I know. think so she was definitely a, a woman of that generation yeah. and my father was 13 years older than her mm -hmm. he had fought in two wars before wow. he met and married my mother mm -hmm. um, and my mom was in her early 20s and yeah. and you know innocent and <laughs> and yeah and know what they were getting into uh, and, very much yeah. so and um, when, and when did you get married how old were you um, 32 yep see I mean that, that whole generational yeah. thing started that people started getting married later because they came from families of divorce and they wanted to break and the cycle and change yes yeah, yeah you're, you're married to a great guy you yeah told me. oh yeah Jeff and I love awesome. your story yeah yes. after college uh, you said you moved to New York and I did I did yeah. and and you know I, I knew from an early age, like nine years old, that I did not want to stay in the suburbs of yeah. Illinois. Yeah, right. I did. I, I wanted to move to the city, and I had this vision of um, moving to New York. When I was in high school, I kind of fell in love with the Algonquin Round Table. Oh my God! That's why I always stay there. I love the Algonquin. <laughs> Do you really? So I much love history this there. Yes. All the writers used to congregate right. there. Dorothy Parker and yes. Robert Benchley yeah. and, and Capote. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 In later days, yep. yeah. And you kind of feel their essence when you're there. There. Right. Yeah, it's our favorite hotel. So I did go there not knowing anybody and yeah. and I created my new world there and um, and then met my husband within like two months and we became good friends. And you had shared with me that he was doing stand-up? He was doing stand-up. Yeah. I was working behind the bar at a comedy club. That's how we met and um, yeah. That's <laughs> so, great. That's and totally then amazing. you were saying that you even took comedy classes and were doing improv. Karen's, I think we have a picture of you really and your funny. husband <laughs> doing the comedy. Don't we? We have pictures of you and him. Yeah. 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 Okay. Those well. are darling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He looks like a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun. He's yeah. a lot of fun. And yeah, I, I think it's great when you have comedy in, in, you know, in common. I know for me and my partner, we love, I mean, a sense of humor is like a must for me. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I know for her too. And yeah. oh my gosh, we laugh every day. Do you guys still laugh every day? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Now he's nothing better than he that. He says I'm the hardest yeah. laugh to get. <laughs> but but I he, laugh every day with yeah. him. So oh, I don't know so what he's cool. talking about. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> oh, That's so I love that. There's such joy in that. Now, how did you end up in Los Angeles? Um, we decided to, we just decided it was time to move. Mm -hmm. um, and he had family out he, here? He has, yeah. my, my husband has family in Northern California, yeah. and, and that's where he was born. Um, so it was kind of home to him. And, you know, I had I had visited um, L.A. ages ago, and yeah. but loved it. And yeah. I just kind of had a really that's good true. feeling about it. And and I feel like this is where I'm meant to be in Southern California. Right. and in West that Hollywood. I, yeah, in West Hollywood and should be here forever. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah, I just had someone on from West Hollywood that we were talking about just what a special place this city is. It's a is. really uh, magical how city. How leading edge it is in the country. Mm -hmm. And, yes. you know, very, uh, obviously very open and welcoming to people. And progressive. And, uh, progressive, that's and a inclusive perfect word. Yep. And, you know, and, and it's a rich city. Yeah. Um, which has good and bad to it. It's it's hard to be able to afford to live there. Yes. That's the bad. Yeah. Um, and, and as a result, the residents tend to, fall into like a certain demographic mm -hmm. um, but um, the flip side of that is is that the city works really hard to make it a place for everyone to come and play mm -hmm. and right. not only a safe place for the LGBTQ community but um, people of color people from all economic socioeconomic backgrounds to right. come and play yes. have a good time and and feel welcome there it's a very right? activist city I mean you look at the history there and it's so yeah. rich from act up you know Los Angeles meeting in yes. Plummer Park with John Duran who's one of the council members to John Heilman who yes. founded the city mm -hmm. to Abby Land, who I got the pleasure to work for, to Lindsay Horvath, to, yeah, you know, all just amazing. all amazing leaders yeah. that really, when you think locally and they act globally, and, yes. you know, that's always kind mm -hmm. of how I've always really felt, and, yeah. you know, the city of West Hollywood is just, it's a it's that really that beaken on a hill, right? I mean, it's that shiny, shining yeah. city on a and hill. Many and many other cities yeah. in the country look to them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're really leading the way. So, um... Uh, now, you were working for the city of West Hollywood mm -hmm. for many years, mm -hmm. and now you're working for uh, Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. The city of Los Angeles. City of Los yeah. Angeles. But he serves on the, yeah. the gay and yeah. the lesbian, lesbian and gay, and gay advisory, advisory board, board for the city of West Hollywood. So just Hollywood, like I'm, so. A, I'm on the um, women's, women's advisory board. board. Yeah. And I was once, and that's how Karen and I really became friends, because I was right. the staff liaison to the women's right. advisory board, and that's how we met right. and all but that stuff. But now you've yeah. also been, Governor Brown yes. uh, just assigned you mm. to... Yeah, so I'm really fortunate, and uh, you know, the uh, Governor Brown um, recently appointed me to the California Commission on the Status of Women and Girls, um, which is the statewide commission that really deals with a lot of, I mean, a multitude of issues from pay equality yeah. to, you know, sexual harassment. Are you the um, first man to be on yeah, that? Yeah, I'm the first man uh, to be appointed, and I take that yeah. really, you know, seriously because yeah. it's it's. It's, there's a lot, right? It's a it's a it's a topic of conversation, and you know, you know. I always say uh, we're not going to get ahead as women if we don't have a good majority of the men behind mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And you can see from the women's march, it was half men. Yeah. They're out there yeah. cheering on their wives and daughters and, and sisters, sisters and, and moms and, and, and you know. Yeah. And yeah. but what is it? Why do you think? I mean, you are just such a big advocate for feminism. I mean, look, you're on that board and you're president of now and you know what draws you to that and I know all your PhD studies are in this and yeah yeah, yeah so I mean um, wow that's a great question um, I think when I look at a lot of wrongs in the world, I see a primarily how a lot of it is impacting women from all walks of life, right? Mm -hmm. we, we don't, I don't want to disclassify one thing. And, you know, I, I'm a white gay man, so take that for what it is. You know, I have many privileges and positions and in the world that I can use my power for whatever I've been given, you know, just by being who I am um, for good. And I think that we are, I you know, stronger together. I mean, mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton's statement, I mean, it's just stuck with me, right? It's always stuck with me. And yes. we need to be working together and having those difficult conversations, yes. bringing in more men to the conversation to raise 
their daughters in a certain way, or you know how they treat treat women and how we're friends with women, and you know making sure that we're advocates because gay rights issues and women's issues they tie so closely together. When you look at reproductive rights, mm -hmm. from yeah. you know the right to privacy, I mean mm -hmm. we are all nothing if we're not together, and that's always kind of been my mo. And you know, and I I also want to you know empower women to become leaders and take over leadership positions and, and the mantle. Like we were just talking about this on a podcast for um, the Montgomery chapter of the National Organization for Women a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago. And I said, I don't want to be president of now forever. <laughs> like yeah. that's not my role, right? But our role, I think, as Karen and I, and is to bring in new blood to the organization to then have them take over, so we can go on and do other things. So you and, want more young women to join? Yes, and we right. are. Like after yeah. the women's march, our first meeting was just like packed. And you want more wow. men to join too? And, and more, more men, men to, join. to join. Yes, I love yes, that. Yes. Okay. And and as president, you know, John. Um, shows that that's possible, not just to yes. be um, a male feminist, but a male feminist leader. Yes, And, and, and the that. movement needs that. Um, right. The movement needs everyone. Right. Yeah. You know? And I want to mention also that you help, uh, in the court system, you help uh, foster kids, and you also help uh, underprivileged kids uh, volunteering to help them in LifeWorks with getting into college. Right. So I wanted to try to get everything in that you <laughs> yeah. two do. I'm Karen sure is, I missed ten things, but Karen's you know. fabulous. But um, the, the but I think we want to wrap up with the um, uh, now organization. You know, mm -hmm. how, how would people join? How do yeah. they find out yeah. about it? Uh, so the best, you know, HollywoodNow.org um, has everything. Now. Yeah, HollywoodNow.org yeah. has um, everything that we're doing. Um, it's there. I hope it's .org right now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, and, and it's a very dynamic website. We, yeah. We're, we're, Get involved with our campaigns. Updated, our, right. You know, we're sponsoring legislation. And you guys legislation. put on events. And yes, events. Is we're there just training? Or yeah. We have chapter meetings. Okay. Sometimes we, we do training with, um, like, Planned Parenthood and other organizations. We have mm -hmm. all kinds of events coming all kinds yeah. of events and our main event coming up in, is in February uh, 17th and 18th we're doing the vagina monologues again yes. oh, cool. we did it last year we sold out as a fundraiser for Planned Parenthood oh gosh, so you can buy great. tickets at hollywoodnow.org um, and where will that be? our production is unlike anyone else's production. Yes, really? yes, <laughs> yes 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 um, it's diverse that. it's rich it's you know the cast is like 26 people it's in, who are all passionate yeah, advocates yeah. and activists and we oh take God, different approaches that. to the monologues it's February 17th and 18th um, in the West Hollywood City Council Chambers, where your event right. was, yeah. and which tickets, is located inside the West Hollywood Library. Yes, right. And yeah. tickets are fifteen dollars, and all proceeds go to Planned Parenthood. Oh, that's so, very reasonable. you know, awesome. we really try to work for the change we have here. And then the next month, we have our Women's History Month awards, and that's going to be our third mm -hmm. year where we, um, as a board, collectively find a, a, a woman of, from all walks of life, right? And we honor their achievements. I and it's kind of like it. a toast yeah. um, where we get a couple of speakers to come up and give, you know, you know, speeches about who this person is and why right. they're deserving of this award. Well, so. I love it. You guys are both empowering women which yeah. we are all about on live love thrive thank you so much for being here oh. keep doing the amazing work you're doing you're both incredible well, thanks and same to you because you are you. thanks for fabulous. putting the word out there thank you yes. and we will be right back with andrea quinn stay tuned thank you for tuning in to the live love thrive show where we bring you powerful and positive programming about women and those who support women's empowerment it seems by sharing their stories and showing us their talent and potential, 
they remind us of our own. We ask you to join us weekly by taking a minute to subscribe to our 360 Karma YouTube channel so you get to see every episode of these uplifting and inspiring stories. We all need more of this, yes? And did you know we have the Live Love Thrive book on our 360 Karma website and on Amazon? If you enjoy reading books of incredible women who are doing amazing work in the world, you will want to pick up a copy. Also, when you join 360karma.com, you will enjoy our growing video content of expert advice and support and learn about our workshops. If you would like to align with a like-minded, purpose-driven community, you will feel at home at 360karma.com. We encourage and support you to live the life you love. RTB Financial Group empowers women to raise the bar and take control of their financial future. For more information, visit rtbfinancialgroup.com or call Amanda Barr at 424-284-4216. The Live Love Thrive program is brought to you in part by Honda of Downtown Los Angeles, supporting the equality and empowerment of women. Welcome back. We're here with Andrea Quinn. Give her a hand. Hi, how are you? Fine, thank you. Awesome. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh my gosh, I'm so honored to be here. Oh my gosh, I um, can I say I take your classes? Yes. And, sure. Oh my God, they're amazing. The quintessentials. Uh, everybody should have these. These Thank are you. great life yeah. lessons. I have to say, uh, I find them life changing. So I'm so happy our paths have crossed and that Me I have too. you on today. Um, how long have you been a motivational speaker, author, and business and life coach? Um, it's been 10 years now, wow. which I can't even believe. Yeah, it's been yeah. 10 years, and I've been so fortunate to cross the paths of so many incredible people that um, whose life mission was they just want to do better. They just want to be yeah. better Right. Well, people. that's what you help people do. Yeah. Yeah. Just be better. Yeah, you have a gift for that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And we're going to talk about your journey to finding out that gift, you know. So you grew up in San Francisco. The Bay Area, yes, yeah. I did. So I think, you know, you and I talked about it. You think actually growing up in that area kind of lent itself to your way of life and thinking. And right. It's, yeah. it, 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 you know, it, it was more of an open, com you know, community. Uh, we were exposed to a lot of different things. Yeah. My my father exposed us to all different religions, all different people, all different ways of, of thinking. Cool? So it was very cool. So he was that. very open-minded. He was yeah. very open-minded. But I think you shared with me your dad was like a uh, Norwegian. Icelandic. Icelandic. From Iceland, and yeah. your mom was uh, from, from Spain. Spain. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a fiery combination, <laughs> that is, huh? That's it. Yeah, hot and cold. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. 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 So, But it worked. It did. It yeah. did. Um, I think that the thing that I, I learned about it was um, what true power was mm -hmm. by growing up with um, in a very patriarchal right. home and then, uh, uh, and then having to find your voice as a female within right. that. And you were telling me that uh, your dad actually grew up during the Depression and how that severely impacted him. Uh, severely might not be a good word. It, but, it was severely. But, because yeah. oh, he, okay. was one, he was one of the, the few that didn't have a dad. You know, they used to talk about how um, fathers abandoned their families during that time. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people know that. Yeah, you know, they, they you did. Unless you study people, that era. People yeah. would leave the farm. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, and so the women were... Because they were so embarrassed and... It just, it would just yeah. they couldn't handle it. So yeah. uh, he was one of the few that didn't have father present back then right. and so he took that father thing a little seriously yeah. when it came his time so, funny thing the same thing happened to my dad uh his dad left when he was like two or something yeah yeah no it impacts them very much right. yeah so 
But but the good that came out of this was it sounded like, you know, you shared with me your dad would be like, you know, if you were sad about something, you'd be like, well, look at all the good side. You know, so yeah, it was really important. And I think yeah. that's been the foundation of my entire business. So he used yeah. to, when I used to try to be dramatic, yeah. um, uh, he would I just. I can't imagine that. <laughs> right? I earned that name, <laughs> Drama. used to be? Drama <laughs> Quinn. I earned that name. Um, so, uh, and he would just say, you know, what, what are you so, what do you think you're getting so upset about? We can open the newspaper right now, and we can sit and cry about all the bad things that are going on in this world. Right. But what's what's good? What's good right now? You know, it's so funny that you say this because you, that advice right there couldn't be better at this time. And this is what I say to all my friends who are constantly turning on that tube and just letting it suck the life out of them. <sighs> and I say, turn that tube off and focus on what is something you could be doing to make the world a better place today. Right. What are you doing? Like, do something positive. Help somebody, empower somebody, help, help yourself, do something. Well, do whatever your gift is that's supposed to be bringing you joy, right? Right, and, then, and that's yeah. what people don't understand. Especially women, you know, we're yeah. really hard on ourselves. We have this incredible list of all the places we think we're broken and we're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And then if we could just fix that list, everything would work out. Right. And that's just such a lie of the ego. It right. really, really is. Right. I I'll tell you, the most important thing is, um, what am I good at? Yeah. And how do I get better at that? Right. When you put your effort that you're trying to put into getting better at what you're not good at, right. look at the waste of time that right. is. Right. So your gifts and what you're good at is the breadcrumbs to your success. Right. So, right. What I think the most important thing to do is to sit down and go, okay, where am I awesome? Yeah. What what am I really good at? Right. And how do what's my plan towards that? And when you ask, especially right. powerful women, yeah, what are you good at? They have a blank look on their face because they're, they're really not clear into it. No, because yeah. their list about where they don't measure up is so much bigger. Right. Because they hold that bar so high. Right. 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 So. It's an interesting conversation to sit with someone and say, so, yeah. where do I rock? Where, where am I amazing? Right, right. We almost feel bad about that. Right. Well, but, and it's funny, though. Entrepreneurs will try to do everything. You can't do everything. And you can't be good at everything. The whole point of it is, and this is why I do the 360 Karma community and try to bring people together that have different gifts to share, Right. is that... You, you can't be good at everything, so the point is you're supposed to do what you're good at, which Correct. is exactly what you're saying, to lend your gift to the world, and then you're supposed to use the gifts of the other people to help yourself build what you're good at. Yeah, and, and, it, that's, and yeah. that's community. That's, yeah, that, that exactly. is That's support. Yeah. And, and, and what happens to a lot of people is they're embarrassed about what they don't know yeah, that's and what so they're silly. not good at. Yeah. Instead of going, wait a minute, that's just not what I'm good at. Right. This is what I'm good at. Right. And then we don't realize that we actually empower people yeah. by allowing them to be their best selves. Of course. Instead of, it doesn't make us look bad. Right. Like that person that goes, I'm going to start a company. I'm going to build a website. Oh, do you know how to build a website? No, I don't. But I'm going to, I'm building that website. It's like, why don't you... Somebody has a gift at that. Why don't you let them build the website? You'll empower them. I think this is what you're saying. Correct. And then, and then maybe they'll need what it is you're doing on your website, or somebody else will. You know, right? That, and, that's and that's what it is. and that's yeah. where where you see people make the biggest leap when they realize, yeah. all right, what I'm good at. I, I had a woman who I was very um, close to, and, and you know her very well as well, who had this wonderful jewelry that everybody loved, yeah. and she just couldn't get her website up because yeah. she felt like I don't understand websites. Yeah. So 
we she took the class yeah. that you're in, and she realized, like, wait, I do jewelry. I don't have to do the website. Right. And it was that little tiny shift, yeah. and then in no time, her site was up because somebody else was allowed to do it. Right. We just feel... I think I might have even told her who to use for the website. What's <laughs> <laughs> right. my point? Right, yeah. and, and th that's the whole thing, is, yeah. is the empowerment, yeah. is the expansion of what am I good at? How do I take a stand right. for where I show up and I contribute? Right. And that conversation alone takes us to another level. Right. Not like, what do I got to do to improve myself? I'm not right. good enough over here. Right. That's, you know, th there's a saying that, that um, I think Marianne Williamson used it, which is, um, what you're not good at is none of your business. Oh, I love that. It's none of your business where right. you're not amazing. Right. What your business is, is where you're amazing. Right. And everybody yeah. is. Yeah. Every human being yeah. has gifts. So speaking of that, <clears throat> I know your whole thing is you like to take disempowered people and empower them. Correct. And I love that. Thank you. And you're like, uh, you have worked with some of the top executives I know in Hollywood yes. and all different genres, music, publishing, entertainment, and uh, others, I'm sure. Um, and, you know, in this circle, you're known as like the secret weapon in Hollywood. You take people that... They, they appear to be very successful people, but you help them to develop themselves even further on a personal and spiritual level, right? Right. I so that what they're doing yeah. is gratifying, because otherwise some people are super successful, but not happy, right? Yeah. You'll find that a lot. Yeah. You'll find that a lot, because what happens is we, we try to get validation outside of ourselves. Right. And so that's a slippery slope. Right. Because then when we don't have the title anymore. Yeah or the nominations anymore, or whatever it is. that goes away. We don't know how to navigate. But right. when you really come from understanding that life is an inside-out process, right. the outside-in right. is just icing on the cake. And I, and I think that the most thing um, that anyone can do to mm -hmm. empower themselves mm -hmm. is to tar start telling the truth about who they are right. from a perspective of their gifts. Right. And where, what are they good at? Right. What and instead of sitting there, I'm not good with family. I, I make the money, and but I know I'm not a good parent because I don't have that gene. Right. No, yeah. you have something. You create your fate. Correct. Yeah. But people yeah. feel they don't have the power to create it. They right. think it's it's dealt to them. Right. I, I I believe a lot of people think they were dealt things, and they don't realize how they've created whatever it is they're in a bad marriage or a physical thing or, you know, we do have an impact on authoring our lives and more so than we realize, right? right. And, how and that's what you help people realize. How do they author their life? For those that are sitting on the sidelines going, gee, I just feel like my life is, you know, a mess and I don't know how to fix it, but it's, it's tapping into how do you, how do you empower yourself? And, yeah. and you empower yourself first and foremost in the way you speak to yourself. Mm -hmm. See, most people speak to themselves in a way that they would never allow another person to speak to them. Right. You're right. And they also speak to themselves. They are nicer to other people than they are themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't understand the impact of I that. I think especially women, don't you think? I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, women uh, set their bar really high. Although you did tell me your dad 
made you feel like you had to set the bar really high. Right, right, right. right. I mean, which is, it was a good thing, right? It was a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But as as a young child, sometimes um, high bars can be very stressful. Yes. Especially if you're an overachiever and then you start wanting validation from others to prove your worth. And I think that's where I got into a lot of... um, trouble younger is so let me ask you this you said you had a couple divorces now you're with like the man of your dreams he's amazing i've met him chris i love him uh what was a pivotal turning point for you to 10 years ago get into this business of helping to empower other people what was that pivotal change for you well um you know when you when you're young and you've been married three times, there is a common denominator. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Yourself, right? Right, right. So I, I realized that I had to work on me. Mm-hmm. I really had to focus on learning because and, and, I wanted to be happy. Mm-hmm. I would... I would um, now, when you say happy, I heard Oprah uh, in a meditation the other day say, you can feel happy or you can be happy. And it was be. You wanted I to, wanted be, to happy. be happy. I yeah, wanted to. I, I wanted it to be a part of every part of my life. Right. And I just, no matter how happy I could make others, mm-hmm. it wasn't for me. Or try to fix people. Mm-hmm. We do that as as women. We right. we meet people. Oh, not and me. And we <laughs> <laughs> we meet them at their potential. We do. We see someone's potential, mm-hmm. and we think, oh, we can save them. Right. And we really can't. Right. And it's They us. have to see their potential. Correct. Yeah. So you kind of shifted to doing the work where people could see their potential. Yes. Love it. Right. And and But the reason that I started doing the work was it started working for me, and people started noticing. Right. So then people asked me to start helping others, and it that's how it snowballed. Right. So it gravitated to you, which I think your calling always does. Yes, yes. It it's, found me. Yeah, it I found had, you. Yeah, I had yeah. a woman who told me uh, in 2003, you should be a life coach, and I, I was what's that? I didn't know yeah. what a life coach was. Yeah. And um, she sent me an article from the New York Times and it was one of those profound moments. Yeah. Where, where you're like, that's me. That's me. That's yeah. exactly what I said. And then also too, though, you kind of had a little heads up earlier because wasn't it in high school that your teacher? Oh, yes. Yeah. That was a really Mr. interesting. Volnick? Mr. Volick. Mr. Volick. Bill Volick. Yeah. He was my history teacher. And sometimes you just have that one teacher that thinks he sees something or she sees something special in you. Yes. And he always sat and talked to me. But I was a lot of the um, troublemaker, the kind of uh, class lawyer. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's business was my business kind of a thing. Yeah. And uh, he I would could keep, see that, Andrea. He would keep me, <laughs> it's true. He would keep me after class and talk to me, and we talk about life and philosophy. And and then one day he said, "You know, you remind me of my nephew Wayne." And I said, "Really?" And he goes, "Yeah, he's he's a lot like you. He was a lot." Uh, and he told you to read his book. His he said he wrote several books, yeah. and he wrote a book um, that uh, the first one I should read is one. That, uh, when I got to college to promise him I would read uh, Your Erroneous Zones. And I went, is that dirty? And he said, no, it's not dirty. He goes, um, he goes my, my nephew is a man named Wayne Dyer, and you yeah. remind me so much of him. And I didn't even know what that meant oh for my gosh. so long. And you didn't know who he was? Or no, at that time, was he, he as well-known? He was. But he was uh, Starting to be? Yeah, he had yeah. several books, and I think he was on talk shows and Tonight Shows. But yeah. When you're in junior high, that doesn't register yeah, for you. Right, you right. don't even know who that is. Yeah. And then as I got older, I was like, wow. Wow. And then I was watching a movie called The Shift. 
yeah. not that long ago that yeah. Wayne Dyer had done. And he said, you know, my Uncle Bill gave me this book. Oh, my gosh. And I got chills. That was your teacher. I oh got chills gosh, all over my body. what a small world. I know. Yeah. So I guess I was um, maybe destined to do this. Yeah. Most of my life. I, I'll say. And uh, you told me uh, now you must be channeling an old white bald man. <laughs> <laughs> my father. Yes. Yes. And my father. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, yeah. I do channel him quite yeah. often. Yeah. Uh, he was one of my greatest teachers. My mother so had the strength. he had a wisdom to him. Oh, like he was an orator and a teacher. And, a, and yeah. he, he inspired people. He was a an advisor and yeah he did and my mother yeah. was um the rock she was she's the bravest yeah. person i know she oh, cool so you have a little bit of both of them a lot yeah 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 and so what do you what do you love most about the work that you're doing now and what's your what are you doing i know you're taking your uh your workshops on the road for the first time um the one that I said I was involved in that is just life-changing. You have this thing called the quintessential tools, right? right? And did those just come to you? Was that like a download? Uh, you know, I think it was. I, I, yeah. I think it was um, when the information started showing up for me to use these tools in my own life. Mm -hmm. uh, they just began to make sense to me. Mm -hmm. And so I began to use them in my own life. And then my clients were asking me, to help them with theirs and then the quintessentials were born and uh it was you know it's been a wonderful nine-year journey with these tools wow nine years and now you're taking it from la around the country right. i'm planning i to think go to that's every so wise city. just having been involved in it i think yes women all over the country could benefit from this you definitely are meant to take it you know bigger thank you yeah thank you yeah and the gist of it uh you know, just to touch on it is, uh, you know, you give them tools to empower themselves and to realize who, who are the, who's the company I'm keeping? What, what's really important to me? You know, it is important to surround yourself with like-minded people, right? Yeah, like-minded yeah. people, like-hearted people. Yep. You know, kindness um, is what we need more of right now in the mm -hmm. world. Yeah, and, and how to be not only just kind to others but to ourselves. Right, we're really hard on ourselves. Right, as people, I always and say I, kindness is free. People sometimes say, "Oh, you're so kind." I'm like, kindness is free. It is, and, you know, and, and anybody can have it, and we we never run out of it. You know, love and kindness. You, you know, it's really what makes the world go round. That for yeah. me is success and happiness. Mm -hmm. You know, people ask me how I do uh, what I do with people, and I I, I like to say that I'm the um, Probably, I, I feel like I'm the greatest mirror holder in town. <laughs> I can hold a mirror in front of people until they see themselves. Yes. When someone really sees who they are, mm -hmm. they're unstoppable. Right. It's when you don't know who you are or you think you should be someone else. Right. And so these tools. Or you don't see the greatness in yourself. Right. You see yeah. all your flaws because right. that's what other people have told you or you've. Um, Focused on. Correct. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so it's. Um, these tools help people with a paradigm shift of how they see themselves. Right. And I think that, um, that we start, um, as you know, we work inside for four tools. Yeah. And then we work, we're going to work outside for four. And then the last one ties them together. So there are nine tools right. of empowerment. And um, I, I really believe that they are game changers for people. What, um, what's your, uh, is it uh, Andrea uh, AndreaQuinnCoaching.com. Oh, com. Oh, if people want to find out about the workshops. Correct. Wherever they are, what cities are you thinking about? I'm, I'm looking to um, New York and San Francisco and it. Chicago in 2018, plus 
two of them here in Los Angeles. Great. And then and then elsewhere. I want to take it all over. All over the world? I would love to. Yeah. I would love to. I think that yeah. uh, empowered women all over the world from a place of truth, we yeah. need it. Yeah. The Dalai Lama proclaimed that this world will be saved by the Western woman. Right. And, and, and we have to have all these different programs in order to uh, bring people up, you know, up to their potential, women up to their potential. We have a culture that teaches women not to be confident and not to have self-esteem I, I, in, in just the culture of the way we handle kids, you know, and that has to change. And so what I love about your program is not only could you empower uh, women, but you can empower like mothers to then empower their daughters. Like there's going to be that trickle down effect. It, it, it's already starting. You yeah. know, I have women that call me six years after they've taken the class and say, now my daughter's a teenager and I'm teaching her these and she's navigating high school differently. And I was like, wow, that just made my, yeah. my heart feel so good that I could assist someone in making that kind of impact, not only in their own lives, but for yeah. their children and their sisters and their, yeah. their friends and their mates. And yeah, it's know, very everyone. rewarding what you do. Thank right. You. Yeah. Right. Oh. And, and so, it's, it, it's great if we could focus on having people at a younger age have this confidence, see themselves, empower these young women. What an advantage they would have over our, uh, you know, age group uh, demographic uh, to have that sooner. And, and there's so many things in schools that, that kids aren't taught, um, at least when we were growing up, and hopefully that's changing. Even how to ha handle finances. I was going to say, Yeah, things money. like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, which all comes from, do you feel empowered? Are you surrounding yourself with the right people? Are you connected to your soulfulness? Impacts money, family, everything, marriage, you know, work, everything, right? Right. Yeah. And how you show up. Right, right. What is the advice you have to someone uh, who feels like they're sitting on the sidelines, they want to be doing something amazing with their life, they want to figure out what their purpose is, where would they begin if they're sitting there saying, you know, I, I want to do something important with the rest of my life, I just can't seem to tap into what it is. I would say you start, always start small. It starts with the first step. Mm -hmm. So what you start looking at is, what do I do well? Mm -hmm. Some people, well, I don't do much under, I just bake. Yeah. Well, if you bake, then what you're telling me is, you put ingredients together, have a little bit of patience, and something comes out wonderful that you give to others. That's what baking is. Yeah, right. So where else can we do that? And you know the funny thing, it's funny that you say baking, because last week I had on someone who was in the television industry, and every night she'd go home and bake cookies, and she, it was her passion, and she loved how happy they made people. See? And now she owns Milk Jar Cookies over on Wilshire. It's going to be in Williams-Sonoma and Oprah Magazine. And so sometimes baking is your passion. Everything. You know? Yeah. Everything is something. Yeah, everything's important. Everything's important. Yeah. Yeah, it's tapping into what brings you joy. Right, yeah. and, and that woman, Ama, who yeah. goes around the world, she has millions and millions and millions of followers, and she, people wait nine, ten hours to get a hug. Wow. She is one of the greatest kind deities in the world. Yeah. And people, I run into people all the time, oh yeah, I waited nine hours for her, Andrea. Wow. Just to get a hug from 
what they feel is unconditional love. Yeah. That's not small. Yeah, no, that's huge. So it's that's funny you say that. I have this party every year, and one of the things I assign people to do, they sign up to do this. I'm not making this up. They sign up to be my huggers. So when people come in the door, they get a hug. And I know my partner last year said, oh, my God, I feel so high from all the hugs. You literally do get high from hugging people. So right. that's a great story. It's, a, it, yeah. it's, it's just that everyone thinks, well, I'm not good because I only know how to do this. Right, and everything you can do, it, it counts. Um, we're going to wrap up here, and I just want to do one success story that stands out in your mind of someone that you helped. You don't have to say their name, but what was the story like in the oh nutshell? My um, well, most recently, there was a young girl that moved here uh, with some scripts and some ideas in mm -hmm. Hollywood, and Gee, she'd, never first. Done, yeah. she'd never done anything as far as producing or anything, but she had these great ideas, and a big network had gotten a hold of one of them and was about okay. to take advantage of her. Oh. And I, I got her to stand in her magnificence and say no to one of the biggest players in town, that this doesn't work for me. I'm going to take this and go somewhere else. I and love it. She was scared to death, but she did it based on her magnificence, and now she has a huge deal and is about to be a major player. Oh my God, time. Andrea, I love that story. Yeah, thank you. That's what you do for people every day. I know you have a gazillion of those stories. Thank you. Love it. I'm glad, like I said in the beginning, I'm glad our paths have crossed. Me too. Great <sighs> things ahead. Where I know we're all about empowering women, so. We are. Look we out, are. world. Thank <laughs> you, and thank you for all you do. Thank you, honey. Thanks thank for you. being on. We will be back next week with more great women, and uh, stay tuned on Wednesdays at noon. Hugs and happiness. Make it a great week.